All right. Welcome to Cross Court Convo. We have none other than the freaking legend, Mr. Mung Volleyball himself, you know, J4 champ, everything. Okay. Mr. Everything right here. Okay. Duha. He's done glad, it all. Glad that, yeah. Glad that you can uh, uh, join us. Well, thank and you. Not, thank you. And of course, my name is Will. Not only is he a legend, he, uh, is also our uncle, our blood uncle. Okay. So this is our family right here, all fam right here. So, um, my dad's mom and his dad, they're brothers and sisters, man, from the same tree. So my dad and them, we're all first, they're all first cousin, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate it, man. Well, thank you. Thank you, uh, to both of you for having me on. Uh, as I mentioned before, it's, uh, this should have been done a long time ago. Uh, I just didn't have the time and I just didn't have the gadgets to be doing what you guys are doing. Yeah. So uh, I'm grateful and I'm honored to be on with the two of you. Awesome. So, Appreciate with it. that being said, we're going to get it started. Okay. All right. Sounds so, good. I'm going to tell you guys a little story. Okay. So I'm going to tell you guys the first time I ever met uh, my uncle. Okay. Um, so we were still living in Chicago. All right. So my dad was like the biggest fan of yours, right? He used to, I remember there was a tournament in Chicago. It, it was held in Lake Michigan. I don't know if you remember or not, but you guys were going to visit us. And the entire week, my dad was like, the was, yeah, he's going to come visit us. Obviously in Hmong, but he's Mr. Super Spike because Super Spike was the game back then. It was the game. All you youngsters, y'all don't know. Super Spike, <laughs> Nintendo, that was the game. He was like, Mr. Super Spike. And I remember, I was like, what the hell is he talking about? You know, I was just a young little kid. And I remember vividly, but I remember. I remember. So our house, our apartment in Chicago was like a, 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 like a dog bone, right? So <laughs> dog bone, there's a big old, you know, there's two huge ends of the bone and then long all right middle right mm -hmm. so living room kitchen and in between is all the, the bedrooms i was walking out to the living room and i turned to my right okay i kid you not this dude so our living room there's where you were sitting okay it, it, it was in the sofa you were sitting on the edge so both both edges both corners had tables with lamps on it and I turned around and this lamp was lit. And I was like, why is this guy glowing? <laughs> why is he glowing? You know what I mean? That's the first time I met you. I was like, this guy is like, it was like, you know what I mean? Like, why is this guy glowing? So that's the first time I met you. I don't know. I don't know if you, you, you remember that, you know what I mean? But uh, but that leads into, yeah. Uh, you gotta my, get in my, line, man. My, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it literally because i was like oh so hyped up because my dad hyped you up my dad was the biggest fan of you guys you know what i mean so go ahead so that leads us to our our first question okay who because obviously you made the biggest impact on us who made the biggest biggest impact on you as a player <laughs> volleyball yeah well you know funny you, you mentioned that and I, all of a sudden i i realized that i, I didn't want to celebrate my 50th yet uh, I, I turned 50 last year, well, this year, and I didn't want to celebrate yet because of, you know, the pandemic and 
yeah. now that you just mentioned Chicago by Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. I remember that game very well, that turned yeah. very well. Mm-hmm. And uh, now thinking about it, I, I just made myself much, much older than I. Apologize for that. Yeah, to get back to your question, uh, you know, I, I thought about it. And the, the thing about it is that when I moved back to Minnesota back in 88, mm-hmm. I didn't have the opportunity to see all the volleyball teams and the players and athletes that played. So I didn't really know much about the volleyball scene here in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally, I was from here. I, I was from, uh, from Twin Cities here, moved mm-hmm. to California in 82, and then came mm-hmm. back in 88. And when I got back here, um, you know, I, I thought hard about who could mm-hmm. actually be a role model out there that I can kind of look up to. And I realized that I, I didn't know anyone. Mm-hmm. So uh, to be honest, not to disrespect anyone mm. before my time, but when I first moved back here, I, I had to create something. I had to mm. bring in a new brand of, of athletes and, and new breed of volleyball players. And so mm. I, I didn't have anyone to follow. Mm. Uh, I, I kind of write the script myself mm. along with the guys that I uh, hang out with. And we sort of put things together and c- came up with what we did. Um, mm. So, you know, again, and not to disrespect kind. anyone, yeah, not to disrespect anyone that played before me. I really didn't know anyone here, so I didn't have the blueprint to follow. Uh, okay. Thus, I had to create my own. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, thinking back. One of a kind, wow. dude. One of a kind. That's <laughs> what I kind of figured, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so, sometimes when you get uh, not only volleyball, but any sports, um, when you move to a new town and, and right. you're the new guy. Right. It, it's hard to follow, try to keep track of everyone mm-hmm. and try to, you know, uh, you know, put your brand together with theirs and make it work. It's mm-hmm. very hard. And, you know, I chose to create my own brand. Mm-hmm. And that's why uh, Modern Day Youth became what Modern Day Youth is right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys, MDY, Modern Day Youth, you guys literally, like you said, built a brand. Like, some, there's like, if MDY, there's something that comes with it, Right. How did you guys form that? What, what, what's the story behind that? How did you guys form MDY and what was the expectations? You know, you know, when I first moved up here, again, my teammates that I played with all these years, uh, mm-hmm. you know, believe it or not, some of them wants to beat the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> the reason for that is, uh, um, you know, when I move up here, I, I I didn't know how to set. Okay, mm, so my mm. game has always been an outside hitter, mm. and my you know ability to spike is quite powerful. To be mm. honest with you, mm. um, and when I first moved up here, we, we practiced in a recreational gym, and um, a lot of the guys didn't know who I was. Uh, mm. They, for the first time, they saw me, mm-hmm. and being that the gym is very small, you know. Of course, when you hit hard, they're going to make a lot of noise in the gym. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a lot of people thought that I, I purposely and I intentionally. Uh, try to hit people, but uh, you know, small court mm-hmm. guy hits hard. You know, you're in the way. <laughs> you're in the way. <laughs> so we, you know, after um, you know, just chit chatting after the games, and and these are just recreational uh, uh, games. Mm-hmm. We kind of put together this idea that you know, since I'm new, most of the guys are leftovers, mm-hmm. where other teams didn't pick them up. 
Mm. So why not, you know, let's, let's get the band together. <laughs> let's get the team together and, and work from, from that point on. Mm. And uh, we did. We did just that. We worked with the guys that were left out by other teams. Mm. And uh, some have some experience. Some are very, you know, brand new to the game. And, of course, myself, I, I'm very brand new to the game because I didn't know anything about setting or anything like that. All I know is getting the court, getting the court setting the ball, I hit. That's it. Um, so, so how old were you guys during this time? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but how old were you guys during this time? Or, you know, During this time, I, I am the oldest. I okay. was uh, 19. Okay. And the majority of the guys are 14, 15. Mm. So I was the oldest on the team, and – you know, uh, if you guys remember Asahi, Asahi Yang, mm-hmm. yeah, Ooh. we call him the sneaker, uh, the, the sneaker boy. Yeah. He would, in between uh, volleyball matches, he would stop to eat a sneaker. So, we call him <laughs> sneaker boy. so that's what uh, it that's, is. I gotta do yeah, that. That's, that's how 14, 15 year olds are like, right? <laughs> you gotta get something to eat, something to snack. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. um, we started to, you know, together, putting the band together, the team together. And uh, again, we were very fresh. We didn't know what we we're doing. Mm. Um, one day we just decided to, you know, uh, talk to my brother, um, Tusuli, who, who's mm-hmm. a founder of uh, Modern Day Youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, he put together a name for us and we decided to, you know, make something out of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Something where uh, other teams have not done before. Because mm-hmm. when, when I first moved up here, I, I saw that a lot of people were playing, you know, my first J4. I, I didn't play, but I saw, uh, uh, actually, yeah, I, I did play the 89. We saw that there's a lot of high balls, and mm-hmm. personally, I am not into volleyball. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a soccer guy. Mm-hmm. So my thought was, you know, if I'm playing midfield, I know exactly where my forward is going to be. Mm-hmm. And once I place the ball there, that's where the forward is going to you know, have to do mm-hmm. this trick and, and score. Mm-hmm. And so we started MDY using that same logic. Mm-hmm. And at the, sa- at the same time, we, are, we were playing against, um, um, at the time, it's – the United States Volleyball Association, USVDA mm-hmm. uh, okay. competitions. And so wow. yeah, those guys are big. Those guys are yeah. big guys. We're, we're very short. We barely stand five, four, five, five. Right. And we have to create something quick and fast. And that's that's how our brand, you know, that's how we started. Okay. But more importantly, I want to share with both of you. It, it started mm-hmm. out in Appleton. Oh, wow. Tell hey, us about that. Tell, tell us about Shout that. Out. What's the story? Okay. Mm-hmm. There was a gentleman, a fan, and yeah, mm-hmm. your question was um, impact players. And right. to me, it wasn't a, it wasn't an impact player; it was actually an impact fan. Okay. There was a fan out there, and at the time, we, we lost. We lost a game, mm-hmm. but we were. Um, I think this was 1990 or 91, uh, and the fan was telling me, "Why are you sending the ball so fast and so low mm-hmm. for these guys?" you did not give him a chance to hit. You didn't give him a chance to set and, and be ready for the ball. Why can't you just set the ball high like everyone else does out there? Mm-hmm. Of course, we lost the game, and mm-hmm. I took that to heart. Mm. And I, I, I made those plays even quicker. Because mm. all it does Love is it. takes timing. It takes timing, and it takes believing in oneself. Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing where the, the player's going to be and the player knowing where the ball's going to be. And that's how I started those fast plays. Again, thanks to Appleton, Wisconsin. Wow. Put Appleton on the map. What, in a bad way. <laughs> like, what, what, what training did, did you guys do as, as a team? And then what training did you do? You know, because your hands, your, hey, your fadeaway sets. What, did you train that? 
You and you're fading well, away, and then you set shoot outside. Did you train that, or what, tell us what went into all that. Yeah, believe me or not, um, I I didn't have tra- time to train myself. Mm. So, pretty much during practice, every ball that I set is usually just make sure that the, the hitter knows where they are mm. and, and know where the the ball's going to be at all times. Mm. I you know, so personally, I didn't have time for myself uh, other than just make sure that everybody gets you know the part. Okay. As far as the setting is concerned, you know, again, I, I never set the ball before until we, we lost our setter, the original mm-hmm. MDY setter. Mm-hmm. He ended up went, uh, going to school in New York, so we lost the setter. Okay. And I mm-hmm. turned myself from a hitter into mm-hmm. a setter. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, if you're hitting, if you're setting, you kind of have an idea what you want, what you want to do with the ball. And so a lot of these sets, believe me or not, I never practiced. I just imagine okay. things can happen. Wow. <laughs> and wow. you can see, you know, I, I don't have, you know, back in the days, we don't have videos. Uh, v- right, right. It's VHS, but mm-hmm. we didn't have time to take videos. But mm-hmm. there are other people that took videos. Mm-hmm. And from time to time, you'll see some, some sets that I set. Mm-hmm. And you're probably thinking, I must have practiced over and over again. Those mm-hmm. are not anything that I practice mm-hmm. at all. It's just imagination. Man. If I go up with a ball to set, a lot of time I don't know what's going to mm-hmm. happen, but mm-hmm. I know where I need to put the ball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I, if I, if I uh, set a one-hand shoot, mm-hmm. did I practice that? No. I, yeah. I just imagine that's going to happen. Spontaneous. Yeah. Spontaneously. Yeah. I just wow. think, okay, this is where the ball's going to be. I, I'm a little bit late. Now I'm going to have to use one hand and have to push the ball hard and quick. And sometimes it just comes out so smooth. It's like, you know, natural. So you're just like hey. a freaking artist. Hey, man. You, <laughs> you damn yeah. right it came out smooth. Yeah. It looked good. <laughs> I mean, shoot, everyone wanted to emulate that. Yeah. After you do, after you started doing that, I see like a whole lot of people like doing, you know, how your, your one hand set with a set is a little high when you just got to push it with your hand. I see a lot of people trying that. So, you know, the, the hardest thing is, is uh, one hand set with a high ball. Yeah. You want to set a three ball with one hand. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I don't care how good you are. It's mm-hmm. very, very difficult. Yeah. And a lot of times you see the young guys do, it's all carry. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're speaking at it like a God level because you're just saying it just happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we got to break you down into a human level. Okay. So you had right. a first game. You had a first game or first memory of, of competing at home volleyball. Tell me how that was like. I mean, you had to like at least suck. <laughs> First ever you know, game. Come on, man. You cannot be like, yeah, I was just like <laughs> dominating. I don't know. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just dominating. You cannot be like that. Come on. You got to come down to our level. <laughs> you know, the, the funny thing is that uh, I, I, again, I, I don't have anything against anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, my, the, just the way I play, I, I don't take it personal. Mm-hmm. My job growing up playing volleyball is just to make sure that I create something different. Mm-hmm. Whether I win or not, uh, it's something different for everyone to learn, everyone mm-hmm. to see. Um, and so when I first, you know, stepped into the court playing, you know, the first 4th of July tournament, we played against Wausau Rebels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Believe it or not, we played against wow. Rebels. They were a badass I, team. They were. And at the time, I, I, I was still uh, a hitter. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the mm-hmm. year, I mean, it wasn't until the year after that I became a setter. But mm-hmm. um, I didn't know how they react. I don't know how they see the way I play, mm-hmm. but I wasn't scared anyone, <laughs> to be mm-hmm. honest, <laughs> because, you know, you're 18, you're 18, 19 years old. You could jump, you could hit. Mm-hmm. What more do you want? You know, okay. uh, there's nothing for you to worry about. So I, I didn't have that 
nervousness like you know some of the guys that I that play with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know this this piece of every athlete it's it's a God given piece. Mm. You, you can't train for it. Um, right. You just have to have that stamina. You just have to have that courage, that mm. confidence in you. And you know sometimes people look at you kind of arrogantly, but maybe it's not. It's about being mm. confident about what you do on the court. Mm. And that's how I started volleyball. Okay. So, Jitu, you mentioned that when you guys play, you guys ran a lot of quick balls and a lot of plays. Tell me the amount of practice that you guys have to have to put it to get everyone in sync. Talk about that. You know, it started out with individuals. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I work with them individually. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, and outside here, if, if we're practicing a shoot or mm-hmm. 32, you know, we'll, we'll be doing it, you know, constantly until the guy gets tired. It's mm-hmm. not about him getting better. It's about him not giving up. Okay. And so – would they do it time after time after time, and they know that it's expected of them. Once mm-hmm. you get into the you know, game, once in the, uh, the court, game time, mm-hmm. they're they're all hyped. They're they're ready mm-hmm. to go, and it's about that stamina, that confidence mm-hmm. that the ball's gonna be there. Mm-hmm. So working individually with them uh, gives them that idea that hey, you know what, it's bound to happen. It's bound to mm-hmm. yeah, it's bound to happen in the game, and I gotta be ready for it. And of course, you know, there's signals. So when you give them a signal, they they know you know what, what the play is gonna be. Mm-hmm. So, wow. So, so what'd you do? Like everybody, you just spent one-on-one time with them or what? No, it's uh, you know, it's, it's a, you know, uh free for all practice. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, we, we, we opened our practice to anyone just uh, yeah. who wants to run with us. But uh, the, the guys who just, again, you know, uh, we spent a lot of time uh, prior to, uh, you know, uh, scrimmage and so, yeah. so on and so forth, just working on hits passing and defense mm-hmm. um, and time after time, you know, again, it, it, it's just a matter of doing it over and over and again until it, it, it's instilled to your head. Mm-hmm. So man, you guys, that's like, how it goes fast. you guys were like ahead of your time, but you guys were applying professional level practice stuff into your own practices, basically. You know, the, the thing about back in the nineties, when we first started um, is that early nineties, you know, every city still has a team. Every mm-hmm. city yeah. may have two, two or three teams, and they're very proud of it. They're mm-hmm. proud of their teams and who they associate with. And that's what kind of got us, you know, start doing what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were guys that were left out by those teams. Mm-hmm. And so we put together this team and trying to make something different. And applying those fast balls, and, and again, we play against USVBA uh, uh, competitions and, mm-hmm. you know, we can't block them. We're too short. Mm-hmm. We can't block them. So to counter that, we have to be able to rub fastballs and, and get around them. And, you know, when you play against that type of competition and then step into the monk community, mm-hmm. the level is totally different. Yeah. We feel like we're a level above everyone you just else. just walk through them. Yeah. Right. Damn. Right. I hear you, man. Shit. I, would you say that MDY is built off, like, defense and, like, pinpoint accuracy like would you say that because you guys were a smaller team right you guys were a little shorter where there was team around your era like the airborns and the you know whoever was the other team where they were much taller than you guys would you say that you, you, know, you guys kind of built off a of defense and use your you know size as at your advantage too actually you know i i'm not a big fan of defense because i 
I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm terrible at <laughs> defense. I, but you know, people people tend to say that I'm really good, which mm-hmm. I I don't see myself to be very good at playing defense. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. I I'm always thinking offense. Um, mm-hmm. I said that because our height, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be hard for us to win games. Mm-hmm. So in order to uh, counter that, again, everything is focused on on, on offense, mm-hmm. and we built MDY around not the athleticism of you know. Uh, all the athletes, mm-hmm. just built around the individual, the personality, mm-hmm. who they are, what they wow. can can do with what you know they have. Mm-hmm. As you can see, you know the the original MDYs, they're not high jumpers except for the two little guys. Right. They're they're not you know hard mm-hmm. hitters. Uh, but it is mm-hmm. about discipline. It is about uh, putting yourself mm-hmm. in the right place and execute the uh, the play. And so. It's based mm-hmm. on those fastballs where everybody believes in themselves. Make sure you, you come back mm-hmm. and get a good pass. But as far as defense, you know, if we can get a touch at mm-hmm. uh, that, everybody will chase mm-hmm. the ball down. But aside from that, let's focus on, you know, making sure we get the, uh, the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the kill or the side out so that we can get the and, ball back. And that's how anybody was built. And I saw you guys play during those times, and you guys seemed like you guys didn't beat yourself. You know what I mean? You let the other team beat themselves, it seems like. You know, this is very basic. Uh, uh, I know that there's a lot of teams out there, a lot of high jumpers out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tend to lose focus on this piece. It's all about mm. basic bump, pass, hit, and block. Simple. Mm. Yeah. And during our era, you know, we, we have just what, you know, we have today. We have a lot of guys that jump. We have a lot of guys that, you know, at times when we step on the court and just the way they, they warm up, we're thinking to ourselves, shoot. How are we gonna get around these guys? <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> it takes yeah, I seen you guys. Uh, I seen you guys in warm up. When you guys were warming up, none of you guys were like hitting it straight down at all. It was just like you guys were just practicing your little top spin in the background. <laughs> we yeah, we know that you know the, the real game is, is at the finals, and the mm-hmm. strength is needed at the finals. Um, I, I wish our our team right now, <laughs> the FDY youth right now. I, I wish they they learned that piece. Mm. And while warming up, you know, it's okay to dink and dunk and do whatever you need to do, but the, all the energy, all that powerful hit, all those you know uh, sideline hits or or you know back row hits, say that for the, the real game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I would say to everyone. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> a great what, advice. What, right what would you say like drove you as a player? Like what? What was your main source of, of just like motivations? Yeah, like trying to be the best. <laughs> you know, the the thing about when we first you know started playing this game is again we, we look at ourselves. We're, we're guys that other teams didn't want. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're determined to to change that. We're determined to make something out of what, what we have, what we know, and what we can do. Mm-hmm. And so um, again, practice practice and practice mm. that's the determination we want mm. to create something different uh, mm-hmm. where short guys can compete uh, as you can see we have a lot of short guys not just our team but you know around the country mm-hmm. uh, especially you know asian very short guys that could play really really big roles in the tournament and uh, you know again i i, I stand very five four <laughs> mm-hmm. but i'm all for the guys that are shorter than me and mm-hmm. my belief is that you know, if, if you could work as a team, if you could operate as one, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how big the other guys are. Mm-hmm. It's how it's how big you play. Mm. And it seems like you guys did that, like, really well, man. That's how big you guys play. Because a lot of your team, 
you guys showed up in big moments, like clutch situations where you guys were down and now people counting you guys out and you guys like found a way to overcome time and time again. So. You know, the funny thing about this is I, I reflect, you know, uh, back in my, on my career, mm-hmm. uh, we, you know, we brought a new brand of volleyball to the table. We, we, mm-hmm. And not, not only, you know, to the community, but we also uh, show the community, you know, what mm-hmm. could be done and, and, you know, what could be improved. And mm-hmm. by way of, you know, uh, assisting with coordinating the uh, main event, the J4 mm-hmm. event. Mm-hmm. And so when we incorporate the USVB rules and the Hmong rules, uh, combine those as well as how we practice and how we play. Mm-hmm. To me, I, every year we play at that tournament, I see that the guys that lost their tournament, I can see in their eye that they're eager to come back next year mm-hmm. and, and train harder to come back next year. And that's, that's what my goal was from the onset. Um, yeah. I don't plan to win championships, but I plan to you know, change something about this game. Mm. So growing up, right, I was a little kid. I didn't even play yet, but you were like one of the first players that I saw that had like showmanship. Like when you were setting, you were like you were gonna put on a show. So w- was that your intention? And like, like you were, you were like one of the first setters, right? You were one of the first non-hitters to for me to dominate the game. Talk about that. You know, as a setter, I, I, I don't know how other setters think, but, you know, as a setter, personally, um, when I lost my opportunity and gave up hitting to become mm-hmm. a setter, I realized that I'm not going to be able to hit the ball again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no chance in a game that somebody's going to set me a ball to hit. Mm-hmm. So I take that upon myself personally to block. And how you dominate the, the game as a setter is that you have to be able to block. And I take on the biggest blo- uh, hitters on the other side because what it does is that when, I, when I'm able to block that guy, that's, a, that's the same thing as a kill for me, the same thing as a hit for me. Mm. And any opportunity that I'm up front and you know, the, the biggest guy is on the other side, mm-hmm. I want that guy because I want the opportunity to block him. Mm. And if you could do that, if any setter could do that, you know, that pretty much controls the game on defense yes. because your guys behind you, your guys next to you, they mm-hmm. know that you're going to do something different than, you know, mm-hmm. just go up and jump and mm-hmm. tell them, Hey, I'm, I did my job. But when you actually go after the hitter and try to block them, that mm-hmm. changes the game because any ball that deflects and comes back as a setter, you know exactly what you need to do. You know mm-hmm. exactly what you're going to do to, to you know, get the ball killed. Mm-hmm. So that that's growing up controlling the game, dominating the, uh, the, the game as, as a blocker and as a setter. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how I see myself, and, and that's how I've been able to do uh, mm-hmm. my job as a setter throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to ask you, as a setter, what was your mindset? Like, what are you scanning when, you, you know, they're about to serve it over and you're about to set it? What, what are you scanning? What, what goes on before you set the ball? Like, what are you looking at? You know, good thing we don't have coaches because if we right. do have coaches – I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be able to set. Nobody wants me to set because <laughs> um, you know how coaches they want certain balls. They want certain players right. to hit. You probably right. wouldn't need Personally, a coach I if you had you as a setter. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And and so part of you know setting and and what goes through my mind is mm-hmm. I look at the defense. I look at my guys, and I I see who's ready, who's not. Mm-hmm. I got two outside hitters. You know, one on the weak side, one out uh, power, one in the middle. I know mm-hmm. who's ready, who's not. 
And as much as I wanted to give to my outside hitter, mm-hmm. I'm thinking this guy's a showboating. You know, I got to mm-hmm. go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And but if there's a coach, <laughs> that mm-hmm. coach is going to say, you know, give the ball to your outside hitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I have to. But mm-hmm. uh, luckily, we don't have a coach, and and I was able to coach myself. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you're able to see that, you know, okay, your outside hitter is, you know, he's a big hitter. Okay, he's a big mm-hmm. hitter, but he's showboating. Uh, mm-hmm. Chances are he's going to get blocked, or he may not even clear the net. So sometimes, you know, I, I made those choices to mm-hmm. go to a quick ball or to, to a weak side hitter. Mm-hmm. And, and you also look at the defense, how they present themselves at the net. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the days, uh, our, our Hmong players, they're kind of shy. They're kind of shy. They really don't want to show their emotion. So mm-hmm. you can kind of pick on them, too. You can kind of pick yeah. on them and say, you know, this okay. guy's kind of shy. Wow. You know, maybe uh, let's line him up a little bit. And oh, you, so, started, you started that <laughs> deep. <laughs> I, you know, the funny thing is that I never pick on anybody that's weak to serve to. But mm. as a as a hit, uh, setter, mm. and when I have to set the ball to my hitters, if somebody's sleeping on the other side, I want to wake them up. And I okay. usually set the ball wow. to the guy that's you know on that person. Mm. Um, it's not because I, I'm picking on that person, but because I, I'm just looking at him. He, he's thinking he's he's too good. He's too good mm. to be blocking this guy. So come a lot think of times, it. I come, come to think of it, you said when we played against you, we, you said a lot of guys lined up with me. <laughs> is that you, are you trying to say I was sleeping? <laughs> no, they, you say, there I'm are guys on that, this guy. <laughs> no. No, there are guys that are, um, you know, when they come to the net, they they, they, they think they can block anything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, I just want to test them out. So I, you know, I'm going to, at times you're going to see me set three balls straight to the same hitter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if there's a coach, I'm going to, he's going to be all over me. But mm-hmm. I really want to see how this guy is. So mm-hmm. I know that I, I know who's hitting and I know that guy's blocking. You know what? Of course, I'm going to give him three balls straight. I don't care if he gets blocked three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, that does not change my momentum. That just mm-hmm. gives me an idea of what I can and cannot do uh, wow. as far as where I put the ball. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, you know, uh, the missed sets that I, I, I have, you know, mm-hmm. by myself or, or uh, the balls that I set to places where hitters are not ready. Those are really mm-hmm. just, you know, trying to feel, you know, what, what the other guys are doing. Um, mm-hmm. By design, basically. I'm confident. Yeah, mm. I'm, I'm confident enough that we're going to come back and, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, come back and take the game. So I, I, I can afford to do that. <laughs> you know, one thing I respect and seeing a lot about your game was that you never, it seemed like you never lost, like, your temper to your players or, it was always calm and even. Do you think that kind of helped out your players? Well, I don't know what. You know, I, maybe, I'm glad maybe you guys were mad behind the scenes, but it seems like when you guys were playing, <laughs> everybody was all cool and stuff. I, I'm glad I, I got older. Yeah. and it, it happened towards the end yeah. <laughs> of my uh, uh, career. Mm-hmm. But, yes, very true. Um, mm-hmm. Growing up playing volleyball, not just a hitter mm-hmm. or a setter. You know, it, it's all about how you carry yourself, mm-hmm. um, about respecting your teammates. And – I know that, you know, growing up, I, I see when I, when I, you know, I remember when I was young, I, I played with my uncles. Every mm-hmm. ball that comes, you know, to our side, they say, I got it, I got it. They wouldn't chase the ball. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I tell myself I would never, ever do that. Mm-hmm. And so when I finally play the game, uh, you know, we have guys that struggle with passing. We had guys mm-hmm. that uh, couldn't block. But mm-hmm. as long as they did their part, mm-hmm. we, we know how to fix the defense. We know how to get the guys – to cover for them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, during our, our younger days when we were playing, uh, we don't have the best blockers. We don't have the best jumpers, but we put ourselves in a situation where uh, you'll go straight up, but I'm playing defense. I, I got you covered on your, your weak side or your left, your right side. Mm-hmm. And so the, all those, you know, uh, kind of plays out by itself. 
So the temperament, yes, you have to have that short temper to be able to run a play. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, don't talk about as that age, but <laughs> when we first started, yes, all the patience in the world. <laughs> yeah. Towards the so end, who, you know. Who, who are your, your, like, your biggest rivals, like, playing? Like, who, who's the biggest rivals and the, the biggest and baddest dude that, that, that you ever, like, when you guys were, you know what I mean, on, on, on your ascent? You know, um, again, I, I, I don't mean to disrespect anyone, but mm-hmm. I don't believe we have any rivals. Mm-hmm. The reason I said that is because, again, w- when you create a brand, an, a new brand, you're the target mm-hmm. and everyone is coming oh, after you. Yeah. So to us, you know, every team that we drew, every team that we play, it's just a normal game for us. Yes, mm-hmm. we drew Airborne. Yes, we drew uh, uh, Drifter. Yes, we drew uh, Traders. Those mm-hmm. are, are just our games. But mm-hmm. as far as rivals where, you know, you get get personal and everything else, mm-hmm. um, I don't, I personally, I don't consider it to be rival. Perhaps my, okay. my teammate may have, okay. but again, I, I understand that we started a brand. We created mm-hmm. something new and somebody's going to either like and join us mm-hmm. and, and learn from us, or someone is going to create something else and trying to come after us. Okay. And so I, I always thought of, you know, from that point of view and, and not really characterize any team as being a rival to MBY. So, so who's that team that brought the best out of you guys then? Well, yeah, let me ask this a different way. What was the team that you respected the most? Like, okay, we got to respect these guys. Like, these guys are like, you know, gonna bring the best team that you really respect. Yeah. yeah. Well, every team that we step on the court uh, mm-hmm. with, we, we respect them. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a very powerful team. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyone that steps on the other mm-hmm. side, our opponent, you know, they, they, do, they deserve our respect. They put their name on their list. They got into mm-hmm. the tournament. They Damn. drew us. Hey, we respect them uh, just the same way they respect us. Okay. Um, but, you know, as far as players, you know, there's a lot of players that are really good um, mm-hmm. during my time. And mm-hmm. if I were to say, you know, one person is better than the other, I, I'd be lying because everyone is, they have their own way of playing, they yeah. have their own style, and, you know, they have their own confidence. And so I, I can't, you know, as much as I want to just say one person, I think mm-hmm. they're all great. And I, Glad I don't want to play. I, I don't get to play against them anymore. I, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hey, who'd you guys oh, go ahead, Will? Uh, well, I was just gonna ask on the top of your head, how many J fourth did you guys win and what year? You, do you remember all of them? You know, we were fortunate. Uh, we, we won two J four. Okay, um, and then you know, uh, we came, we have you know, during our run in from the uh, in the 90s, 90s to 2000, we uh we're always in the playoffs. Uh, yeah. We either get to the quarterfinals, semifinals, or in the finals. Uh, there's only twice, two times that we were uh, uh, <laughs> left out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were two times that we, you know, didn't make the playoff during that time. But uh, every every year, you know, we seem to be in the thick of things and uh, coming through to the quarterfinal or the semifinals. Uh, our very first J4 championship game was, of course, against. The Chicago Sun Devils. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go. <laughs> that was the last I'm time biased. I ever went there. I'm biased. <laughs> so I want to know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, my first year of setting, uh, my very first year after we lost our, our setter to uh, um, school, he went to New York. Mm-hmm. So we play our 
second J4 in 1990. We went to the finals with the Chicago Sun Devils, and mm-hmm. of course, uh, brother Dave Lewis yeah. and everyone else, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, including the including the uh, the young box, oh, yeah, the giant Khmer player, uh, uh, Visa, was it Visa? No, no, it's not Visa too. Visa too, but there was another um, another player. Mm. He's a, as as big as Visa too. Okay. Um, and we end up meeting him in California a couple of years later. But mm. uh, we play our very first tournament again. Uh, we have uh, uh, J Four Championship. Get them, uh. <laughs> I think Get them was playing with them yeah. too. But yeah. I know there was a Khmer individual that played with Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, aside from Visa, and 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 a couple mm. of years later we met him in Fresno, California. Uh, mm. Play with the uh, full team of Khmer players. Okay. So, yeah, our very first uh, J4 won, uh, win, you know, everyone remember because uh, mm. when, you, you, when you're short and yeah. when you're the underdog mm-hmm. and you win something like that, we celebrate every year. You know? yeah. People can ask you and people can tell you all kinds of things. Uh, you know, you guys don't look like champions, you guys don't look like you beat anybody. Hey, we feel proud. <laughs> uh, mm. That's deep down inside. Mm. We keep wow. it forever. Um, so that was the first year, mm. and then uh, our second J four win was 1998. Um, we were playing against Wiseman, and that game I, I got a spike. <laughs> I, okay, I got a spike out of it. <laughs> how did you get? But, how uh, did you get out there to get a spike? Did someone set something over or what? Well, someone bumped the ball closer than that and they pulled it away. Good enough, yeah. <laughs> all, all setters, you know, all setters. I, I don't yeah. I don't care how short, how tall they are. Yeah. They live for that moment. They, they, the sometimes sometimes you wish your guys could bump the ball closer than that mm-hmm. and just say, you know, hey, get a bat pass. Get it closer than that because you're anxious. You want to hit something. And yeah. uh, that's what happened in that game. But, yeah, mm-hmm. that second uh, J4 won was uh, really tough because, um, you know, that year – Every good team that played that tournament came out of a bracket, uh, including Airborne and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, the rest of the guys, you know, the teams that are very competitive. By the time we got to the final, we're, we're all exhausted. Yeah. So it was, it was, you know, it was a hard-fought uh, tournament, mm-hmm. and um, we, we won at the end. But, you know, we got to give props to Wiseman. They, they're one of the best ball teams. That era right there around the late 90s and mid-90s, around that in the early 2000s, there was a lot of good teams. There was very – very, very deep. Like you can find like 10, 15 good, good, solid teams. Very true. Very true. Um, at that point, as I mentioned before, you know, a lot of teams from cities, they, they still represent their city, they yeah. still represent their pride. And mm-hmm. so they put in the work, they put in the chemistry, you know, mm-hmm. the, the most important piece is the chemistry part. Mm-hmm. And when you have teams coming from one city working very hard to get together to come in and compete, you know, they have that chemistry. Mm-hmm. versus uh, teams that were very high jumpers but are lack of chemistry because they're mm-hmm. you know, picking one guy from here and there to play. Right. So, you know, during that era, there's a lot of good teams and there's also a lot of good hitters. But, again, they, they like that chemistry that I mentioned about. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, lots, again, you know, uh, during that era, we, we, we have a great run, uh, series finals mm-hmm. and, and – quarterfinals we had a great run all the way up you know even competing against matrix <laughs> team matrix yeah. and, pick, uh, pick one memory years. pick one memory the most memorable you know i would say it was the uh the 1990 either 98 or 97 season um i think it was 90 i think it was 99 sorry mm-hmm. i think you know 
that was 1999. That was the year we came in second um, after our, our one, our win. What happened was, no. You guys lost to, was that, it was, that year? No, it was MVP. We lost to MVP. Okay. Oh, yeah. That was we a We lost to MVP. Because I know that, it, I, I blame myself uh, mm -hmm. for, because it, it was a tournament, I think mm -hmm. it was 98 or 97, I can't remember. Um, they came up and we played them at the uh, Dakota County uh, Fairground. Okay. Oh, we were wow. leading. We, we won the first game. Second game, we're leading. We're, we're almost game point. Mm -hmm. and we're kind of showboating. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I kind of lost track of what I was doing. So they came back and beat us in that tournament. Mm -hmm. And from that point on, when we met them at the uh, uh, J4, we mm -hmm. struggled. Because we went through so, you know, the very first game and second game was very easy, but we 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 did not complete the game. We did not finish the game the way we should. Mm -hmm. And when you play against a good team and you lose that edge, you know, it takes a long time for you to, to come back. And yeah. I don't think we ever yeah. recovered from that. Yeah. Was that kind of towards the end of your guys' run, right, during that time? Like, you guys only played, like, a couple more years seriously after that, right? Correct, correct. That was towards the yeah. end, correct. Yeah. That was a great team, though. MVP. Oh, they they, they have. Didn't they win like two straight or? I, mean, I know they, they won multiple. I know that they won J four uh, a few times, and and yeah. you know the players they have, the size they have. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's something different. Um, yeah. You know, we have compared to what the players we have over here, and and not only that, they have year round to play with. Year there. round, man. Uh, <laughs> so they're you know with the size they have and and the skills they they have. You know, it's really hard you know, for teams to beat them. And uh, I'm just glad that we, we got to be, you know, in, in part of the history and play them and, and you know, give it a competitive game. You know? mm -hmm. what, what would you say is the one trait in order to be a great player? Like, what do you need as a player to be great? The one trait, most you important know, trait. I think, you know, I, I, I can't look... Uh, outside of myself mm -hmm. because there's different people, different players, different athletes, and you can't, you know, assume them to be doing things that you can or cannot do. I think, you know, for a person, an athlete, a uh, volleyball player to be successful and, you know, um, uh, accomplish what they need to do in, in this sport, it's about being humble, mm -hmm. uh, passion, and respect the game. Because, you know, when you, when you respect the game and you play – at the level that you, you're, you're playing and, and not, you know, uh, doing anything negatively to impact. The confidence and the believers out there as fans, you see that in their eyes, you see that in their voices, it, it hypes you up. It makes mm -hmm. you want to step to the next level. And even mm -hmm. though, you know, you're not quite there yet, that pushes you over. Mm -hmm. Because when people realize that, you know, you're humble about the game, you're playing the game the way it's supposed to be playing, you know, all those positive thoughts, all those positive, you know, uh, chants, it, it gives you that extra boost, extra energy, and it just takes your game to a, a different, a whole different level. Mm. And that's, that's how I play my game. Can you talk a little bit about when you go into like the J4, the, the finals, what, what's your mindset? Obviously your mindset, obviously by then you guys, everyone's very exhausted. What's the mindset? How can you guys overcome all that exhaustion? Everyone's exhausted. You guys have been playing two days straight in the burning sun. What's the mindset? You know, 
going behind, you know, playing in the finals like that. Yeah, like like any sports and or any sports with coaches, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all about basics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you reach that final game, mm-hmm. like you said, everyone's exhausted. It's all mm-hmm. about who can play basic ball. Mm-hmm. And, you True. know, for the ones that are showboating, most likely mm-hmm. they're going to shake the ball. <laughs> yeah. But for the guys that are staying focused, you know, hey, first thing is first, I need to get the ball bumped to my uh, center. Mm-hmm. I need yeah. my center to set. When you go into those finals and you, you think basic, you will be much, much better equipped to, to play the game than going wow. there hyped up yeah. and say, you know, well, hey, we got, you know, we got the upper hand right now. We're going to go there. We're going to start pounding on guys. Yeah. You know, we have that mindset. Most likely, if we get out there, you have to pass the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very true because yeah. a lot of the time during the finals, right, some players, they get nervous and they start going out of their character where yeah. you – what you're saying is you actually have to like just go back to how you play, just what you do best. And Rely more on your basics. Best. Yeah. Right, right. That's great any advice su- right there. Any successful team, any good mm-hmm. team will revert back to the basics uh, when they mm-hmm. get to that uh, that part of the game. Mm-hmm. All right. We're winding down here. We're going to, we're going to do some quick hitters here. Okay. You ready? All right. <laughs> All right. Five players, past or present. You wish you would have had a chance to play with that you didn't play with yet. Wow. Um, <laughs> well, first of all, I, I'm glad that I played with the five guys that I played with. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Um, um, and, you know, the rest of the guy, I, I'll be honest with you, um, Cal, Cal Cha is mm. one of them. Mm. Um, I know when, when he first moved up here, originally he was going to play with MDY. Mm. Uh, wow, I did not know that. Got goofed up. Yes, we were actually. The contract? Uh, we you, to... you guys didn't pay enough. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's it. <laughs> no, we um, we uh, we were uh, set to play a tournament in Madison, Wisconsin, and uh, mm-hmm. when he first moved up here, I I've asked him, and we agreed that you know, he's going to go play with us. And it's going to be part of MDY. Uh, mm-hmm. However, when we got there, things kind of changed, um, and I, you know, personally, I should have done something to stop, but mm-hmm. I, you know, at the at the time, it's it's a uh, whole teams, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everything's based on the team's decision. So I, yeah. I couldn't make that change. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, if I had to go back and do it again on that, that day, I, I would have stepped in and say, hey, you know what, Cal, we're playing the way we're, we're supposed to be playing. We're playing with you as we had agreed and, and you know, as we talked about. Mm-hmm. That would have changed the, you know, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it specifically? So, would you like to share that or no? I I'll leave that out. It has nothing okay. to do with Cal, okay. Cal or myself. It's okay. more of a, another teammate. I respect that. Um, second guy, and you know he's he's a very very powerful guy. I I, I love him to death. He's my brother-in-law, Yang Shong. Wow. Uh, we're brother-in-laws. You know that. Like, yeah. The auntie and him are first cousins. First cousins. Wow. Oh, okay. And. Um, we have always talked about, you know, the idea of playing together. Uh, Imagine you know, that, dude. Yeah, that that didn't material uh, that didn't materialize because uh, um, he loves airborne. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, of, he, of the yeah, guys, he was I, he was a he was a great player. He it seemed like he could adjust to any. Well, he had quick balls. Yeah, he hit a lot of you know, that, that was his that was his his strength. And uh, to pair him up with you, dude, what the hell? That's unfair. <laughs> I uh, I have I have a lot of imaginations. I, yeah, I, I exactly. What That's what I'm saying. 
You were probably, you, it was probably like a toy. You're probably like, man, I'm gonna use them like this, like this, yeah, like that. Like, dude, that's never crazy, happened. bro. I, I'm glad I did not see that because that <laughs> is scary, bro. Yeah. You know, there are times I, I imagine, you know, the ball in my hand and he just snaps out of it. That's it. Wow, yeah. <laughs> hey, we, go, I, we both go up to the net, the uh, ball right in my hand, and all he has to do Mm, and yeah. um, so there are a lot of uh, things that I can imagine us doing, yeah, me doing. Of course. <laughs> um, well, the other three guys, mm-hmm. you know, I maybe perhaps, you know, uh, I, I retired too quick, <laughs> too fast. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I wish I had been able to play with, you know, in my opinion, in, in mm-hmm. my mindset, he's a legend. Uh, Zoli, he's, mm-hmm. he's a bit older than us, mm-hmm. but. It is him that I, you know, I, I didn't get, I didn't grow up watching him, but mm-hmm. I heard of his stories and I seen a few games that he played, wow. and I, I blocked him once, okay, at J four, yeah, and that was it. That, Do that, you think that he remembers that, or is it just yeah. your memory, man? <laughs> I, I don't think he, I don't know if he remembers or not. Yeah, but he came up. I mean, you know, he's he's in his fifties right now. He's mm-hmm. his, he's my brother's age, mm-hmm. and uh, they're very good friends. But uh, to me, he's he's my legend. And I wish I had uh, the opportunity to play with him because he's a mm. he's a great hitter. Uh, right now, I, I don't know if you guys know, but he is the uh, uh, center for NSU. Uh, oh, okay. and Father yeah. to yeah. Um, the uh, the two nephews. I forgot their names. Mm. Uh, Chris and Kyle, I think. Okay. Yeah. But um, you know, I wish I had the I wish I had the opportunity to play with this guy. This guy again, he's a legend. Uh, oh. He's a monster hitter. And that one block that I had on him at J4, I celebrated the whole year. He played with Legends, didn't he? <laughs> no, he never played with Legends. No? Okay. Um, he is, back in the days, he is rival to uh, Legends. Oh, okay. okay. Very, I remember him when I first moved to California in 82, and I, mm-hmm. I met him through my brother. Uh, but he played for um, uh, Superpower. Okay. Uh, that was, that's, uh, was in Stockton, California. And okay. his setter is Brandon Song. Uh, Brandon Song. You guys know the actress Brandon Song, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Her father was a setter for him. Oh, her uh, father was a setter for him. Wow. Yep. Brandon Song's need, father was a setter. Wow. We need to track him down. <laughs> and um, so, totally <laughs> also known as, you know, uh, the legend. Um, he is, in my book, one of the best players. I, I wish I could have uh, uh, had the time to play with him. Uh, another individual, yeah, um, from Team uh, uh, Star eighty eight, mm. uh, It's like, they went on to become legend, but mm-hmm. before then, we um, they, they play a Super eighty eight. Mm-hmm. This is back in nineteen eighty eight, and I, uh, I I play a few games with them in eighty seven, but mm-hmm. I wish I had more time to play with him. Uh, it's he's a powerful hitter, long mm-hmm. Long hug from okay. uh, uh, Super 88 or uh, the Hurt Brothers or also known as Legend. Wow. So those two guys, they're, they're big-time players, mm. and I, I wish I could play with them. Mm. Uh, another individual I'm going to bring up, and this is way, way back, back in history, and I know that all the fans in California, all the Wawa fans in California, you, probably, you guys probably know this guy and and, and remember. His name is Kai Ying Xiong. Uh, wow. He used to play for Yuba. Yeah. And growing up in the 80s, I, I saw him and Bajay Yang, you know, from uh, Team uh, uh, Her Brothers. My gosh, you can watch them play in slow motion. The mm-hmm. like, is is one of the top blockers in, in my, you know, uh, experience. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best blockers ever mm-hmm. to play mm-hmm. this game. 
And one game I, I was watching, um, that was in Merced, California, back in the uh, mid-'80s. Him and uh, Bajé Yan, you know, uh, uh, a, a friend of mine, uh, older brother, he's a very, very uh, great player too. And, you know, you watch him hit – that guy hit the ball and the guy blocks the ball. You watch him like slow motion. Mm. I don't know whether I'm slow or just the way they play. <laughs> I mean, that guy goes up and grabs the ball and the, hit, yeah. the hitter comes and hits the ball. And they're, mm. they're up there. They didn't come down. That's just, <laughs> so it's like hang time some, than that. Yeah, it's yeah. major, major hops, man. Oh, hang time and hops. They, he wasn't that out. big of a person either, right? No, these guys are back in the 80s. Yeah, back in the 80s, they're about 5'5", five, 5'4", five, five, yeah. uh, a little bit taller than me. Okay. Uh, but uh, these guys are, I mean, they play great heart and, and mm. you know, everything they have and, and respect mm. the game so much. So, mm. you know, these five guys, I, I mean, you know, I'm sure there's more players I, I would wish I yeah. could play yeah. with. But these are the guys that I, you know, if I were, if I were to set for these guys, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I don't think anybody would play <laughs> We murder <laughs> every time. That I mentioned. <laughs> yeah, but remember, we have to learn how to pass first. We have to learn yeah, how to pass right, first. Right. <laughs> how, about, how about five teams? Five teams you wish you would have played against. Um, you know, I you never had played, a chance to play. I uh, I think I play everyone <laughs> except for the, yeah. the the guys that are just up and coming. Yeah. Um, I I I love everything I compete with, and you know, mm-hmm. I, I I'm sure I probably saw them more than two or three times uh, each year. <laughs> So, just you know, much respect to all the guys that are out there, all the teams out there. You know, I just want to mention a few, you know, uh, traders from uh, uh, the uh, um, Wassel, Appleton, Oshkosh area, Sheboygan area, uh, Drifters, mm-hmm. uh, Chicago Sun Devils. We miss mm-hmm. them. They haven't come out in a long time. Maybe I should go back and do something about that. <laughs> yeah, facts. <laughs> um, yeah. Wiseman. Um, and then, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, news Dad, uh, the Green Bay team. Oh mm. my gosh! Oh, they're yeah. full yeah, of talks. Yeah, yeah. They're full of talks. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, all these great teams that I, I play against, you know, uh, throughout the year, and, and the teams that we compete with every year. Uh, I'm, I'm just glad I had the opportunity to uh, play with them and against them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, there isn't a team that I wish I uh, could have played them because I think I probably played them mm-hmm. already. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm just glad that I had the opportunity. All right, man. When you've this? been around the league that long, when you have a career that long, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ready for we, this one? You know, we made a pledge back in the days when we first started that at mm-hmm. ninety, we should still be playing volleyball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give it to you, okay? If you were the coach. You start one, bench one, and you have to cut one, okay? Men from Airborne, right? Setter for Airborne, Buddha. And Joe Moore, my former teammate. You have to start okay. one, bench one, and then cut one off your team. Well, I'm glad I I'm glad I'm not a coach. <laughs> yeah, this is all uh, hypothetical right here. Yeah, I, no, I have no hurt feelings. Uh, <laughs> I have the opportunity to play with both uh, Min and, and Buddha. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, Min is is, is my disciple. Yep. Um, I will let you know that, um, and you know, all these years he he would never ever say anything you know, negative again uh, uh, against anybody or anything like that, mm-hmm. because they run the same things we do. Mm-hmm. Um, Buddha, same thing. We, we play together. Uh, you know, later in the careers we play together. We, we pretty much live uh, 
next to each other every every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Joe, I have not played with him before, but I've seen him play. Mm -hmm. And uh, if I have to cut someone, boy, I, I, I want to volunteer. I, I'm going to cut myself. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're not on team. <laughs> no, you're not an option. It's either men, Buddha, or Joe. Um, you know, who are you gonna start? It's a tough one. It's Who's gonna, starting? It's a tough Who's one. starting at the center? I would go with Buddha. Oh wow! Um, yeah, yeah. The reason I said Buddha is uh, he's you know a, a he's little bit so like underrated. Me. Wow. Yeah, he's he's a little bit like me. He's uh he's confident about what he does, and mm -hmm. he goes after it. Um, mm -hmm. Especially blocking, because I'm looking mm -hmm. at the blockers, I'm looking at the setters. You know, what more can you do besides setting? Um, yeah. How can you, how can you change the uh, the complexity of the game? Mm -hmm. You know, if setting is not the only thing that you're doing, what else can yeah. you do? Right. So from that uh, perspective, I would start Buddha. Mm -hmm. Okay, who who are you benching? Who's on the bench waiting? Who's on the bench waiting to come in? You know, how about if I, I if I bench Min and uh, Joe? Can I can I sub? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you gotta bench one of those, and then oh. the other guy you're cutting, cutting off the team. He didn't make it. Sorry, maybe next year you'll make it. <laughs> I think if um, and I, I have the opportunity to hit Min's ball as well. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I know that the years that he played with us, I I gave him the setting role, and in, in from time to time I do some hitting. So I would bench, uh, I would I would cut Min to be honest, and bench Joe. The reason wow. I said that, the reason I said that is because I believe that uh, Joe sets. Mm -hmm. uh, if you put a team together, I believe that Joe sets will uh, fare better with the mm -hmm. players that it's built around mm -hmm. where min sets is built on, you know, uh, the guys that he worked with, mm -hmm. uh, the little bit taller, scrappy mm -hmm. players. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so it doesn't have to be perfect all the time. Mm -hmm. I understand. Where uh, Joe and Buddha's, you know, we, I think placement of the ball is important mm -hmm. for the hitters. Mm -hmm. I've, I've always uh, maintained, and I told this to Joe, I've always maintained that us as the hitters, we were never great. We were just average players. But the fact that we had Joel, it made us good players. You know what I mean? He doesn't believe it. But yeah, I think you just justified my case. <laughs> just keep I mean? in mind that the setter is the quarterback. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. matter how terrible yeah. a pass is. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. that setter has to go after the ball and make sure it comes back wow. into you know mm -hmm. the playing court. Yeah. And wow. I, I know Min, Min's a great player. No, um, no. J4 you know, champ, everything. He's, he's yep. a champ. It, but and, and but if you look at the you know from the stand, uh, point of view, if we were to put together a, a team, um, you know, making sure the ball is placed at the right place or the right time, that's why I made my decision mm -hmm, to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, and, I, I, you know, like I said, there's and, no wrong answer. You could start men. It don't matter. Like it, <laughs> it, you know, it's all right answers. That that's that's why it's difficult. You know what I mean? It's all right answers. <laughs> You know what I, I mean? I hope Min, I hope Min doesn't uh, see this piece. We're going to get him <laughs> on and he's going to trash you. We're going to spend an hour and a half. He's going to trash you, bro. <laughs> uh, I hope he doesn't see this and I hope he doesn't come back and say, dude, why do you have to do that? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, we're heading at the, uh, towards the end here. Um, uh, last couple questions. Uh, how has your success, like in the Pong Volleyball, helped evolve you in your personal life? 
you know, the fun thing is that I, I don't let that in, get in the way or affect what I do personally mm-hmm. uh, outside okay. of uh, the game. Um, as I look at where I was, how I, you know, where I've been uh, as far as an athlete in, in, in uh, my personal life. You know, the funny thing is that most guys don't know that I play volleyball. Mm. Uh, and to the guys I hang out with, they don't have a clue I play volleyball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, or the guys that I play volleyball with, they don't have a clue who I know or who I associate right. with yeah. uh, outside you know, the game. So I kind of kept it, you know. Uh, you compartmentalize it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, you know, when I, I do my little gig with your uncle singing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. they don't know what I do. They don't think I, mm-hmm. they don't know that I play ball or, or had any association with the community. So uh, it's very strange, very strange. Normally, uh, you know, a person is, is known by what they do as far as you know, being an athlete and, and outside of the, the community. But uh, it's just strange. Sometimes, mm-hmm. again, people just don't know what I do. And mm-hmm. at times I wonder how, how, how do I keep that? <laughs> how do I keep this away from people? Yeah. Um, the ones that play ball, they know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I were to step over to the soccer world, mm-hmm. those guys only knew me playing soccer. They, they don't yeah. know me playing volleyball. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a little bit weird. But it kind of speaks on your character. You know what I mean? You don't like, you don't like to gloat about what you do or you just go about your business. It speaks That's about right. your character, though. I think that's true. That's true. Because, yeah. uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there, you know, they, they wanted to uh, talk to themselves or, or, you know, mm-hmm. how uh, great they have done uh, in certain things. Um, mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> let the game speak for itself and, and yeah. let your actions, you know, uh, tell mm-hmm. other people what you can or cannot do. Wow. That, wow. That's how I was, you know, uh, carrying myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good question, man. Uh, are you still involved with the game? How's MDY two? How's how's all that coming? Are you still involved with them heavily? What's going on? Well, with you that? know, I uh, I started uh, uh, last year. Mm-hmm. We I thought we had something great to work with, and mm-hmm. uh, but you know things didn't go all the way uh, planned. Okay. We sort of lost our momentum, and then uh, with the uh, with the pandemic, mm-hmm. everything just you know seems to throw things you know. Um, awkwardly out of, of sync okay. and so i'm hopeful that you know you know once this is over i could you know come back and, and start fresh with the guys okay. i know my my boys are getting older uh, mm-hmm. my oldest is just, you know he's hitting his age mm-hmm. and so uh, but as far as the setters are concerned i you know my youngest is still um uh, setting and I, I, I just want him to lose a little weight okay. <laughs> and be able to block uh, like i okay. mentioned uh, I, I think, you know, it, you know, any team at all, you, you need to focus on the setter mm-hmm. and then you know, your, your two hitters and yeah. then the rest you can bring yeah. home. Right. Um, once you could have True. those three uh, mm-hmm. as your nucleus, you know, you're bound to, to, to have success. Okay. And I hope we'll continue to do that uh, moving forward. Mm. So down to the, to the end here, um, what – is your like and dislike of today's Hong volleyball and and what's your advice for up and coming players? You know the this era is, is tough. Um, I, I I think we wasted a lot of talent, um, a lot of individual talent. I say that because we have so many 
players that could be great or potentially you know, be great in the future. Mm-hmm. And they're not really focusing, focusing on, on team effort, uh, more of individuals. And when you play as an individual, you know, yes, people's going to rave about you. People's going to, you know, you know, get you all hyped up and, and mm-hmm. all good in that. But, you know, when it comes down to the basic stuff, mm-hmm. you lack that. You lack, you lack discipline mm-hmm. and you lack, you lack the basics. And that's where I think we are kind of thrown, you know, some of the guys are throwing their volleyball career away because um, they forgot those basic things. Mm-hmm. If they could remember and work on basic and, and be humble and be passionate about the game and play it the way it's supposed to be played. Uh, I, I think, you know, we have a great future ahead of us. We have guys that are, they're, you know, they're six footers now uh, compared yeah. to our five footers like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, if they can incorporate all this basic stuff into their training, they could be very, 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 uh, it could be a very dangerous player, you know, in the upcoming years. Mm. And my advice to them is, you know, I, I respect them playing um, uh, outside of the community, but I want them to I want them to focus about the community as well. Mm. And you know the community is about you know being respectful and, and learn the basic stuff uh, mm. to, to be able to play. Because you know when you we if you play out you know a pickup game at, at a rack. Um, they're they're not they're not there to practice. They're just out there playing, you know, recreation playing. They're having fun. They're joking around. They're but you know they got the height. They got mm-hmm. the skills to go, you know, with it. So, us as Asians, when we we start doing what they're doing, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we come back to the community. All of a sudden, we we lack that respect mm-hmm. and we, we think that we're one of the you know players mm-hmm. that are great. But really, you know, you're not great. Yeah, you're, mm-hmm. you're following uh, collegiate players that are you know out there just to hang out and have fun. Mm-hmm. And you bring that attitude into the game um, and, and play in the Hmong community. That, that changes who you are. And, and it's, it's about just yourself and not your team anymore. Mm. And uh, I, I wish all the kids could uh, realize that mm-hmm. and regardless of where they play, uh, play as a team mm. and act, act like a team member. Um, so that's, you know, that, that's from what yeah. I see uh, yeah. as of late. Respecting the yeah. game and, you know, just you know, playing as a team that that that's so important yeah. you know even even our team you know mdy we, we have players and that you know there are i mean they could potentially be you know good players yeah. but you know they're out there having fun they're just hanging out with guys and, you know playing ball just like everybody else but when we come mm-hmm. back and play as a team they forget that this is a team game yeah. and they start behaving the way uh, they're out there with the other guys um mm-hmm. that does not gel very well as a team, you know, mm. in terms of chemistry for the team. Mm-hmm. So you, you tend to struggle more. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Ben? Yeah. yeah. Well, man, dude, that, that dude, was like, this has been a pleasure and a freaking honor, man. I'm serious. This is wow. That's... <laughs> you know, call me, call me OG, but you know, I, yeah. you know, the, the way the game is supposed to play it, yeah. it, I, you know, I, I cannot imagine myself uh, mm-hmm. doing what other people are doing right now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's a whole different ball game now. Just like how you said, people or players now are more individualized, where they go from team to team or they bring mm-hmm. out – it's not – you don't really see a team moving in pack anymore, how it was back when you were playing. 
And yeah, you know, uh, I, I think you know we, we still have a very good chance of, of um, being great, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> as long as we have these you know kids and then the right mind and, and mm -hmm. focus teamwork. Uh, I, I think there will be you know great teams that we're going to be seeing in the next you know um, few years. But again, mm -hmm. if they cannot put that aside uh, and, and I mean, if they cannot bring that together and, and start playing as individuals, uh, like when they're out playing, you know, at rec centers and stuff like that, that's not going to work well. And it, we're going to continue to struggle. But if they can bring together as a team, boy, you know, the, with the height yeah. and the skills that we have right now, mm -hmm. uh, every team will be dangerous. That's so important because yeah. I do see a lot of teams they play now is, is they're reverting back to the old days where they don't really – run any quicks anymore it's just like okay you're tall i'm just put it straight up go hit it so you don't really see like the quicks and the teamwork and the fakes and all that kind of stuff anymore it's back to like the old days yeah you know our, our last tournament uh um back in uh, before the pandemic over in oshkosh mm -hmm. you know the team that mdy put together you know i was excited i was very excited we mm -hmm. have big guys who can run quick uh, quick plays yeah and uh you know just the way i see it i imagine it if things were, if I was a setter, not to disrespect myself or anything, if I was a setter, oh my gosh, I put this guy in, in, in a perfect spot to, to mm -hmm. where they could showcase their skill as mm -hmm. well as their power. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, I, uh, I'm just thinking. <laughs> I can't play anymore. So I'm just thinking. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Uh, you know, you high toes. You you watch toe. You too high. You see the game so different from. Because you've seen so much volleyball and the way you speak, it, it, it might not click to the younger you who haven't seen as much volleyball as you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they're just like, okay, what are you talking about? And you're just like, man, I already see what's going to happen. And you bet you don't you bet you don't you told her, you know? That's true. So, That's true. And and I'm sure, you know, the, the guys that play for us, they say the same thing about us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but again, it's up to the individual to figure that out and, you know, say, hey, you know, which, which player do I want to become? Do yeah. I want to be someone who just, you know, play where I want to play? Like, uh, what's the same um, said in the NFL? Um, or I want, I'm want i going to show up every day and play the game the way it's supposed mm -hmm. to be played. Yeah. And those individuals, even back when we played uh, back in the 90s, again, we have great players that could potentially be great, mm -hmm. but they lack all these stuff. And yeah. still today, even when we retired, you know, these individuals are thinking they're great. But in, in our eyes, mm -hmm. how are you great? Right, you you yeah. never really mature. You you yeah. were you're still thinking the same way you thought back then. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I got an individual saying, you know, I was great then. I'm thinking to myself, uh, how are you great? You, you never really kept up, you know, with the game. Right. So how, how are you great? And right. I, I wish the kids this day they, they realize that piece mm -hmm. and pick up on it and, and start training as a team. Yeah. Um, and I, I really agree with you. It's training with the team. And it, nothing is better than, like, leading a bunch of men just like you mm -hmm. and doing something and conquering something. Yeah. You know, you can conquer yeah. stuff on your own, but when you lead a bunch of friends and a bunch of men and you guys conquer something, that's like... Yeah. You know, the, the ultimate goal when, when, when I first started um, uh, uh, playing ball and, and incorporate all these fast action plays, I never thought that we were going to win games. Mm -hmm. But I thought that I could change the game. Mm -hmm. And that's as much as I wanted to happen. I, I wanted to change the game uh, to a new era, to, to a new brand of volleyball that mm -hmm. uh, could exist. And whether I went, won or lose, I 
didn't care much about it, but I wanted to make sure that that happened. Mm -hmm. And even the, you know, the trips that we took to the West coast, mm -hmm. uh, even though we didn't win, it was something that we, we start uh, so that people could, you know, after us could go over mm -hmm. to the West coast, like we did, even though we, we didn't have the success you know, of a winning uh, mm -hmm. tournament down there. Uh, but we, we you know, kind of paved the way for people mm -hmm. to say, Hey, you know, we can go down there. Right. Why can't we? Right. You know? Uh, and, and that kind of, you know, you know, vice versa. They did the same thing because we went down there and they came over here. Mm -hmm. So that kind of changed the whole yeah. uh, atmosphere yeah, about true. this tournament, you know, especially at J4. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. I see that so. when you guys, when you run the J4, I love the fact that you guys implement some of like the overlapping and you can't shift here and there. You can't stand, just stand in your position. Do you think in the future and do you think, like the youth would benefit more learning the game like that? And do you think like in the future, the J4 tournament would implement like a full on where you can't just like stand in your spot and then, you know, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, you know, when we first, when I first got involved with uh, J4 uh, mm -hmm. back in 1990, mm -hmm. what we wanted to change was the double contact, yeah. uh, you know, back, you know, back in the old days, the Hmong rule says you can't, you know, if two person come into contact yeah. uh, with the ball at the same time, it's considered two touch. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you, you can't op uh, you can't pass with one hand. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we first started, we we play in the USVBA tournaments and, and their leagues. And so we, we what we did was we we implemented some of the USVBA rules mm -hmm. with incorporated with the Hmong rules. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have Instead of, you know, uh, you know, uh, as far as the serve, the easiest one, uh, mm -hmm. before the serve, you know, back in the days, a Hmong play would move, into, shift into that position already without, yeah. you know, uh, the whistle uh, uh, being blown for the, uh, the serve mm -hmm. to start. And so we kind of implement that to, to make sure that everybody is at the same, uh, have the same advantage and disadvantage. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of incorporate the, the rule uh, of USVA shift, mm -hmm. I mean, incorporate them with what we have, you know, as far as Hmong rules are concerned, mm -hmm. and became what it is today. Um, otherwise, we would have been stuck in the 80s or we, yeah. we would have gone from blown uh, international mm -hmm. rules. Yeah. And I remember uh, we, you know, after I, there was four years that I didn't run J4. And mm -hmm. I know that they tried USB rules. That was rules. terrible. Um, <laughs> the, the, the thing about it is that, you know, our rules and the international rules, we don't have the referees. Yeah. strong enough to make those calls. Yeah. And as you guys saw in you know, the airborne game and the Colorado game, they're just mm -hmm. playing. They're playing yeah. like jungle balls, you know, you know, yeah. and this is, this is supposed to be one of the you know, uh, biggest Hmong tournament ever, you know, mm -hmm. a J4. And here we are playing international rules and everyone in, in Colorado, they're serving the ball. Everybody's double, you know, double yeah. passing the ball back and forth. And the ref is sitting right there, has no guts to call. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm all for it, but as long mm -hmm. as we are able to maintain it, uh, but if we can't, then we have to make yeah. sure that we, you know, we, we stick to what we know. Yeah. And um, I think that it kind of having Hmong rules, it kind of makes the Hmong game unique in its way, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. To have its own Very, rules and its own yeah. style. And it makes it unique where, where outside people who are used to playing the international rules, they come and play the Hmong rules. They have to adjust to us. So it's, right. it's kind of unique, too. Right. Just just like, you know, uh, the Khmer uh, community or, or Lao yep. community or other yep. community, when you put when you go play their tournament, they, they have their own way of playing it. Uh, sometimes yep. <laughs> they play jungle ball and you have to play yeah. jungle ball. Okay? <laughs> yep. But, you know, with, with Hmong, it's, it's not that you're playing jungle ball. You're actually playing a very, very clean game Yeah. Uh, where skills matters. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have the skills to pass, you're relying on somebody else to do it for you. Mm -hmm. And that's where you 
see those liberos comes in. Yeah. Uh, but you know, with the mall game, it, it's it's about cleanliness mm-hmm. and uh, uh, playing it uh, safely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say that because you know, with with international rules, you know, Caucasians them they got big foot. Okay, you got big <laughs> feet. And, yeah. When you when you jump as high as you know some of the mall yeah. guys jump, and you land on them, mm-hmm. and they're you know, halfway crossing the mill line. Yeah. You're dead meat. <laughs> yeah. And so when they come play with us and they realize, you know, how important it is for you know, for us to maintain our distance and and, uh, mm-hmm. and not to step on the line. Uh, some of it actually enjoys it. Uh, for the ones that uh, mm-hmm. didn't enjoy it, that's because they struggle with it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But overall, you know, I think we had a very, you know, very clean rule uh, yes. and, and how we play the game. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't out of serve we don't just open hand you know uh, uh two hand and trying to uh, pass the ball right. i mean that's really for for Mongolia, for us mm-hmm. it's like we're defending ourselves <laughs> we're defending <laughs> ourselves on the ball and yeah. we're not like that right. uh we're we're supposed to be you know at our best uh you know receiving mm-hmm. the ball so mm-hmm. yeah tough one very tough one yeah. yeah well man there you have it man i don't, don't want to keep you up too long you gave us more than enough Insight is priceless, priceless oh, you know, conversations. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, it's been an Thank honor. Thank you very much. Uh, we gotta, we gotta catch up again. If, if ever in the future you have, you have more time, we can speak on different, you know, subjects and whatnot. But um, there you have it. That the Hmong legend himself, the, the, the Hmong <laughs> well, volleyball, volleyball's greatest, right here. You know. Well, thank you. Thank you yeah. uh, for all the kind words. And, you know, we, we all strive to do what we can uh, to, to change the game. And, you know, you know, with you guys doing this podcast, I, I, I'm very hopeful that moving forward is going to be, you know, something that we, uh, the community will, will see mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and sports in, in general will be heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. As you know, all these years that we have sports going on, I don't think you ever see a, a news channel especially mm-hmm. the punk channels talk yeah. about sports yeah and you know we're due for one we're due for yeah. one. I, yeah. I i've been wanting to be the other end do what mm-hmm. you guys are doing for so long mm-hmm. but i just time-wise i am just not there well hey so, man uh, you could you could be one of our yeah. guests anytime you want yeah. uh share what we're doing uh when we We'll let you know when we're going to put this on and everything. You can share everyone that you're, you're going to come on. You're going to speak. Mm-hmm. For those who are always wondering what's going on in your head, this is it right here. Yeah. You just wow. explain your whole, yeah. you know, yeah. volleyball career for us. You know, and it's I know this is just, a, this, yeah, this is just mm-hmm. like an hour. I, I bet you you could talk like days just about <laughs> volleyball the journey. You know? Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I, uh, if you give me the time, I'm going to talk about 49 years worth of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can do several episodes. Yeah. All right, man. That's, that's yeah. MDY. Right. That's Mr. MDY, Mr. Mung Volleyball, Mr. Mr. Everything right here. Okay. There you before, have before we go off air, I just yeah. want to mention uh, some, some teams. Um, you know, I, I know that most of the, the Midwest teams here doesn't know about them, but I just want to give them a shout out because I saw these Let's guys go. play out yeah. in the 80s. Let's give a shout out to uh, Fresno C, you know, it's Fresno, mm-hmm. uh, Super 88, the Herd Brothers, uh, yeah. the, the Chain, Chain Dynasty, mm. Merced, uh, Stockton Machine, mm. Super, Power, Super Power, and mm. uh, all those great guys from Yuba City. Uh, you know, these guys, I, I when I was growing up, I saw them play. I didn't know how to play the game, but I saw them yeah. play. And uh, I just want to mention these guys because, you know, uh, I know that they're 
far from us, but hey, it's another uh, uh, part. It's another side of the country, but they have mm-hmm. the same competitiveness as we have here uh, on a daily basis. So, yeah. so uh, give them a shout out because these guys are you know, yeah. uh, uh, teams that have been play, playing before all of us exist. So, I just want to give them a great shout out. You got to help us out. You got to you got to get one of those guys and let them let them know. <laughs> hit us I up. Will. We got to get I them will. on the program. <laughs> All I right. would do my best. Yeah. Just, all right. That's all it. Right. See you later, guys. Man, I appreciate Thanks. you, man. Yeah. What's going on? You guys take all care. Right. Thank you. Minnesota yeah. now, okay? Stay okay. safe. Thank you. Cool. Thank you both. Thanks, man.